From Moses, the Midwest Organic and Sustainable Education Service, this is the In Her Boots podcast, a show about women cultivating the sustainable and organic agriculture movement and how she does it. My name is Lisa Kiverest, and I founded and lead the award-winning Moses In Her Boots project, providing training, resources, and support for women farmers. I'm a farmer myself, running in serendipity with my family in Wisconsin, and I'm the author of Soil Sisters, a toolkit for women farmers. The In Her Boots podcast celebrates the collaborative spirit of us women farmers and all women working to transform our food system and steward our land, sharing ideas and inspiration with each other. Whether you're a woman with a dream of starting your own farm or already have your hands deep in the soil, there's something for you here. During these winter months, we're casting our interview net a bit wider, still talking to women farmers and also other women playing a variety of roles in organic food and farming, from agency women, authors and activists to entrepreneurs. Typically, you'll hear a series of interviews with the same woman over two months, with a new episode released every other Friday through the winter. Be sure to subscribe so you won't miss anything. We're continuing on the policy front today with Kara O'Connor, Government Relations Director for the Wisconsin Farmers Union. Learn about specific strategies and tactics you can do on your own time that will just take minutes but have huge impact. Have you never made a constituent call to your representative? This show is for you as we'll take you through exactly what a typical call will be like. Don't worry, it's easy. As Government Relations Director for the Wisconsin Farmers Union, Kara advocates at the Capitol and throughout the state for policy that promotes healthy food in our communities, sustainable family farms, and stewardship for our land. Her prolific op-eds appear in media outlets throughout Wisconsin. And she was recently named one of Brava Magazine's Women to Watch for 2018, innovative women leaders who are making things happen in Madison and beyond. Welcome back to our In Her Boots podcast with Kara O'Connor, the Government Relations Director with the Wisconsin Farmers Union. Thanks for tutoring us in uh, democracy, policy, and all things good social change for the food system and other light topics here. Well, we we talked about the broader issues of policy on our last episode, but wanted to dial into the things we, particularly we as women farmers, can do personally, because I know you're it's a challenge for everybody, not just farmers, that we're busy, right? And these issues seem so big and it's easy to feel small. Yes. But what has always amazed me is that small can be good in these situations and one call makes a difference and, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So once we start connecting with the issues on the table and getting updates from the Farmers Union and from the National Sustainable Agriculture Coalition and MOSES. And we see stuff. Uh, What are some tactics that we can do to express our opinion and and do they work? I'll start with the the one that people may hear the most often, which is call your representative, call your member of Congress, call your senator. That matters. It really does. A good old phone call. Yes. Just picking up the phone and calling. And it's it's great for two reasons. One is that it's pretty quick and easy. And I just always encourage people to look up the phone numbers of their two U.S. senators, their one U.S. representative, and then in Wisconsin, at least, we have one state senator and one state representative, and just put those numbers in your phone. Then you never have to look them up again. Um, so number one, the phone call is easy and number two, it works. And so when one calls, cause I clearly remember the first time I did this and I, I, I was nervous, you know, I'm not a 
I'm not a big phone person myself personally, but you pick it up and most likely, I mean, you're not, your senator is not picking up the phone, right? right. I mean, who, they what would the trusty process staff be like? People, yeah. Trusty mm-hmm. and very nice and polite staff people, I yes. must add, because in theory, they're working for us, right? Right. What would that process be like typically? You want to? You want to just role play it right here? Oh, we can do that. Yeah, yeah. excellent. Okay. I'll, I'll be the staff person. <laughs> I'm a staff member. Yeah. Uh, okay, Dingle, um, I'm calling you. Uh, hello, this is uh, Senator Jones's office. Hello, Senator Jones. I am a Lisa Kiverst. I'm a farmer in Greene County, Wisconsin, and I heard about um, a, a big bill coming up about putting, uh, taking, shifting monies from conservation work and putting it into other, and I feel strongly as an organic farmer that we need to keep that in other resources. Sorry, I probably wasn't too articulate there, but no. well, I could, if yeah. I was calling, I could have some notes in front of me, right? right? Yeah. Oh, well, and, and then I would, I would bill. probably say, oh, um, can I get your address? Okay. So they would ask yeah. who you are. And in general, they're obviously concerned about their constituents. So you want to call your representatives. You're their vote. Right. Yeah. Unless there's a particular reason that you're calling someone other than your own representative, but they really see their bread being buttered most of all by their with their constituents. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And and then I would say thanks. I'll I'll let Senator Jones know your views. So it's real quick. It's just a couple minutes really, right? Right. Now, it will not your call will not in every case sway your representatives vote. There are, I would say, bills come in three categories. One is ones that they're dead set voting in favor of. The other, they're certain to vote against. But then there's that third category of, I'm not sure, and I'm gonna, I'm paying attention to what my constituents tell me. We should always assume that that pieces of legislation are in category number three. And Ones that start out in category one or two sometimes get to category three with enough volume of calls and enough attention. But when you talk about volume of calls, this is the part that fascinates me. It's not like thousands or hundreds even, right? I mean, a dozen calls on an issue of which you could be one twelfth would put it on the radar. Yep. Um, Yes, a, a dozen calls could make a difference and especially on an issue that otherwise someone is not hearing a lot about or doesn't have a, a large vested interest in voting for or against. If it's a if it's something that they start out as a blank slate on, wow, five calls could be a lot. So um, we should not underestimate the, the importance of making a call like that. The other thing that I will say is that um, or, as an organization, we as Farmers Union try not to send our members on a fool's errand. If we know that someone is unlikely to change their position based on calls, we don't really push people to call. We usually push people to call on something that is hangs in the balance. Sure. Well, that helps a lot to sift through those sort of things. But the interesting thing I found too when I started making these calls was A, they're short. B, nobody's questioning you. I think sometimes they feel like it's going to be this debate or you're going to get asked specific technical things that are out of your realm. You're basically making a soapbox speech, a statement, hopefully articulate and and specific, but to also bring in the personal story too of why something's connected to you and why, or if we've used programs before. I know that has fallen on my radar many times of things I participate in and when they're up for votes of, of sharing those stories. 
as a, personal as you can make it. A personal email is also very powerful. And that gives you a little more of a platform to share some specifics about programs that you've used. And especially if you want to make sure that the details are correct when they get filtered through that staff person to the representative, uh, a written email is a great way to do it. Um, an email, frankly, is just as good as a letter sent through the mail. Oh, is it? Okay. In the case of um, federal members of Congress, email is better because at the federal level, those, they're still screening every piece of mail for anthrax. Oh, sure, it's very sure. slow. Yeah, yeah. And so um, mail, snail mail gets delayed. Um, email is, is the best way. Make sure that it's a personal email, however, with a unique subject line and not a cut and paste or a um, template that has been sent to you by an organization. Those are helpful to give you guidelines and help you understand what's in the legislation, but make sure to personalize it because if your email is exactly like 200 other people's emails, it doesn't get the same weight. Sure. That makes sense. So, okay, call and email. And what are other tactics that particularly women farmers can do? Um, writing opinion pieces in the newspaper is phenomenally effective. Our that elected, seems so intimidating, but you pump them out regularly. You know, there's a formula, a little bit, um, and resources. Yes, and they don't have to be long at all. Two hundred fifty words is typical for a letter to the editor. Five hundred, maybe, or six hundred for a longer opinion piece. But I'd say the two hundred fifty word letter to the editor is a great way to start, and you won't believe how quickly you can crank out 250 words on a subject that you care about. Understand that all these are is your opinion. You don't have to be an expert. You don't have to know every in and out and um, statistic of an issue. You just have to know why it matters to you. And elected officials read the papers from their local area, and um, they take note of what letters to the editor are coming in and what the topics are. That amazes me because in today's world of so much online media that a good old hometown paper is still a direct portal to your representative. And especially in rural areas. Um, it's also, importantly, a way to communicate to your fellow community members. You're communicating with uh, your elected officials, but also all those other people in your community who may or may not know that this issue, this bill is up in front of the legislature or this case is before the Supreme Court, um, you're, you're providing a valuable educational service to your neighbors. And I was joking when I said the process can be intimidating because it can, but for me, once you crack that, once you do your first one, I've done it. I mean, I couple on different things over the years. There's still nothing more personally empowering to see your name in print like that. And I did, you know what I mean? I'm making a statement and this yes. is to your point, this is me, this is what I believe in and you don't have to debate it. You don't have to do anything other than just express yourself. Part of why it's so effective is that so few people do it. Yeah. And so few women do it. And yes. I I mean have seen the statistics of it. It's depressing of it's almost like a I sorry I don't remember directly in front of me but I mean it's it's a low percentage of lower than men definitely and definitely needing a boost of uh 
op-eds penned by women, which is an opportunity because I think, frankly, when I do write one or sometimes query the op-ed editor, would you be interested in something or keep that relationship going? Yeah, I think the fact that they don't have many women voices, plus particularly female farmer voices, that we are a unique commodity there. Here's a little hack that works really well. Lots of people are more than willing to share their opinion on something that they've read in the news or something that they know is happening at the legislature on the phone with their friend. And so what I encourage people to do is pick up the phone and say, um, what do you think? And, and have a conversation with someone else. And that other person is basically writing down notes. Of what <laughs> That's you great. Say. And, uh, or, you know, vice yeah. versa, you know, doing that for your friend who you know has a great opinion and a something really important to say, but says, oh no, I could never write a letter. Just start writing notes as they're talking. Hand it back and say, it's done. You you know, everything that you need to say in writing, you just said out loud to me. Um, it's incredible what will um, come out of people's mouths. Just beautiful words. That's a really great idea, especially a way we women can support each other. If, yes. if we have a friend and you know that friend feel strongly about something is to take them through that process and they'll end up with a draft right by the end of the conversation and and you can write a joint letter as well two two people can write yeah. right an opinion I piece find the new- that also works well in writing bios and material to to write it for our female friends because we just our friends can champion us much better i think than we can ourselves individually for humble natures or whatever sometimes good qualities are, uh, it's helpful to see yourself through another person's lens. Yes. And uh, it's something we can do for each other. Most definitely do. Now, we're talking about op-eds, but we say letters to the editor too. They're two different very Outlets, similar, yeah. Basically, but the letters the, theater might be a better way to start for some people. Yeah, I mean, they're shorter, letter, shorter. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other technique that I would mention is participating in an advocacy day or a lobby day with an organization that you really like. Wisconsin Farmers Union has one of these each um, January or February or March, and um, this is a great introduction for someone who has no previous advocacy or policy experience to go and meet one-on-one or face-to-face with legislators um, in a setting where you've been given some preparation. So we always uh, prepare people for what will happen in in a meeting, get them up to speed, tell them about any questions they might encounter, and um, provide that support so that you're not going it alone. You might even go with a group of people, some of whom are experienced in meeting with legislators. People come out of those days saying, that was so fun and that was really important. I did something important today. That's so true. I mean, I've gone on, on your uh, lobby days, but other organizations too. It's a it, it's an easy on-ramp to connect with your representative and start that dialogue. Because yeah, doing it on your own or doing it in a different way can be intimidating, but to have some prep and there's lots of different organizations uh, from conservation groups to advocacy groups like the Farmers Union that organize those types of things around, I would think, certain times or certain issues or when they're needed, but uh, um, ways to go there. Well, that, that I appreciate the fact that still some good old uh, writing in good old print can get 
things noticed. Yes. And interpersonal relationships. So there's no substitute for having an elected official, whether state, federal, or county, or local, come out to your farm. And especially if you happen to be having a field day or other educational event, invite your elected officials. They uh, they don't know what they don't know. And because so many people have not grown up on farms or don't have a farm experience, your farm will then be an example of what they imagine when they think of farm in their district. And um, that experience and that relationship uh, will just be unmatched. Well, that's a really interesting idea, just to put it on your radar when you are having an open house or a farm tour day or any public event to specifically invite your elected officials. It's a great idea. And they might often send a staffer, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. But that's fine. That's great. Yeah. To see things in action. Terrific. All righty. We'll do it, Kara. We will. Excellent. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for listening to our In Her Boots podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Kiverest, with the Moses In Her Boots project. This episode's audio engineer was Liam Kiverest of TechSocket.net. The podcast was brought to you by the Midwest Organic and Sustainable Education Service, Moses. The mission of Moses is to educate, inspire, and empower farmers to thrive in a sustainable organic system of agriculture. For more information on Moses, In Her Boots, and a bounty of organic resources, check out mosesorganic.org.